Welcome to Running a Dream, the podcast with your host, Luzire Boyd. This episode of Running a Dream, the podcast is proudly brought to you by Run Detroit. Run Detroit is Detroit's specialty shop for all things running and walking. Located in the Midtown neighborhood, they provide weekly run groups, track workouts, shoe fittings, and advice for runners and walkers of all levels. Please visit their store located at 441 West Canfield Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48201. And for more information, visit their website at www.run-detroit.com and see why we love Run Detroit. This is Epic, Epic November. I didn't name this month Epic Phenomenal November. A lot of races are going down. I got friends running all over the world, not just the country. And today I have a special guest. I am Lucia Boy from Running the Dream, the podcast. And today I like to welcome L. Jordan. L. Jordan, thank you for letting me interview you right after you did what you did this weekend. What's up? What's up? So, so L, tell me, tell me about your journey to New York City Marathon. Wow, uh, I didn't think I would be here to be, uh, to be honest. You know, it's a what is it, eight percent chance getting in? Is that what it is? That's what I hear. Wow. So I really didn't expect to uh, to be running. You know, I've been. I think I entered for London twice, didn't get picked. Chicago didn't get picked. Berlin didn't get picked. So it was just like, let me enter it again. And I just forgot about it. And uh, when they picked me, I was like, whoa, that's big time. <laughs> Your heart went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on now. You did the free too? I did Apple? the free and then Twin Cities. So wow. I did three in 28 days. Three fools? Three full marathons. Wow. Yeah, and it, it, I'm not crazy. It didn't turn, you know, it wasn't by design. You know, the Freep opens up on New Year's Eve. So you want to jump on that to get the best price. Right, no doubt. And then uh, earlier this year, you know, after I lost my brother in February, I decided to do the Twin Cities, you know, in honor of him. Right. Because he spent time there when he was sick before. Okay. And then I thought I would downgrade the freak, do Twin Cities, downgrade the freak, and then all of a sudden I got in New York. So I went from nothing to three full, signed up for three full marathons. So I said, well, I, before I switch the freak to the half, I'll see how I feel after Twin Cities. Right. Because they were both, all three were two weeks apart. Okay. So uh, I was feeling good enough to do the freak. To, to I was going to downgrade it, and a friend of mine was like, you might as well go ahead and do it or you're gonna regret it. It's like, go if you feel good enough, go ahead and do it. And I was glad I did, cause he was right. Like, I would have regretted not doing what I initially signed up for. So I was right. like, two fools down. And then of course, you know, you gotta do, I was gonna do anything I could do to get to New York. So. You know, that's right. So that was three in, three in a row, two weeks apart. Two weeks apart. The 6th, the 20th, and the November 3rd. What's interesting is this year has been different for me and you 
as far as we got on bicycles and we started cycling a lot this year instead of running. Yeah, just trying to mix it up and keep cardio going without pounding your legs and, and it was it was fun. You know, and then I saw you on the triathlon uh, thing and I was like, okay, that looks like something I, you know, I would be interested in, in getting into. So that's what, that's how that happened. All right. So, yeah. so tell, tell me about your journey to New York and how it was there and going to each mile, how you was feeling. Mm. Well, initially I was just worried about getting from point A to point B, like logistically. Logistics. It's, it's New York. How do you get from, I'm worried about getting to the expo and getting my package. <laughs> getting to the starting line. <laughs> yeah, basically. And leaving the hotel where I have a 7 a.m. bus, because you can either choose the bus transportation or ferry transportation. Right. And I chose the bus based on where my ho hotel was. Right. So I was just worried about getting, at the run itself I wasn't even thinking about. You know, once you start running, it's running. Right, right. So I was just worried about getting from point A to point B, wherever they needed me to be. On time. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. It's a little, it's an anxiety with that. It, it is. I was, I was blessed. I had Hannah and Michelle with me to lead me the way, get, go this okay. way and go that way to get to the, to the ferry. I took the ferry there okay. myself. Yeah, so. there's a guy who's done 40 straight, 40, this might have been his 41st. New York City Marathon. I, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. I don't know what country he's from. He's from overseas somewhere. Runar Grunderson. And he has a help page on Facebook. Oh. Every year he puts this page up and you can go and ask any question. And everybody comes on there and tells you what you need to know. So Oh, man. That's I got nice. a lot of information from that. Like how to get from LaGuardia to the Expo. Right. Which bus, bus to catch. Then you got to get off the bus because there's no subways that run to LaGuardia. So you catch a bus and get off the bus and catch the subway, which is uh, an event in itself. Man. Never having been to New York. Right, really, right. To catch the it's, subway. It's nervous while looking at them different colors. Yeah. And numbers. <laughs> so it was, it was a logistical thing, like getting there on time. And so I, I got off the bus, took the bus from LaGuardia. We got off the bus. I think we went a little too far. We were almost in Harlem. Oh, wow. And then we got off the bus, went on the subway. We had a nice lady on the bus that I was like, I'll tell you exactly where to get off. She looked trustworthy. <laughs> so uh, and we, <laughs> we went with what she said, and uh, she got it. She told us the exact way to go, which subway to take. And uh, we got off and we saw the uh, Javits Center right there. Right. So I ended up, I was rolling with my suitcase. For real? Like, yeah, right off the plane, I went to the expo to wow. pick my packet up. So logistically, it, it's, a, it's a challenge. Yeah, it could be a nightmare. Yeah. It was like that for me in Chicago. I missed one of them one of them um, subways. We're not used to subways here in Detroit. No. No, and then you know, the subway was what two seventy five per person per ride. If you pay Uber, you're gonna pay a lot of money, and of no course, way. everything in New York costs a lot. So we were trying to be as economical as possible. 
because we knew we were gonna spend some money later on somewhere else. No doubt, no doubt. But uh, after that, we walked to the hotel. What, what day of, did you get there? I got there the day prior, so Saturday. Saturday, okay. Yeah, so that was where my anxiety was, not the actual run itself. Right. It was just like getting everywhere. Because you can't have a friend pick up a pack in New York City. You gotta put your face in the place. <laughs> and pick it up yourself. You know that's like right. Like security re- for security reasons. So right, right. Yep. Man, what about the crowd? I know the crowd support there was amazing. Oh, uh, that was that was something else. I think you know they tell you not to get swept up in it, but it, it's hard. <laughs> it, it's hard. It might take two or three times to do that to not get swept up, unless you just got ultimate control of your emotions. Right, right. I was feeling good coming off that bridge, the the Verrazano Narrows Bridge right. at mile two, and you hit Brooklyn, and it's like the crowd is just, I mean, they're cheering for you like you're a rock it's star. It's unreal, man. Yeah, and it, it, it really does carry you. You feel like you're floating. It's like you, you have to fight the urge to keep go faster. <laughs> yeah, you be wanting to take off. And sometimes it's harder to slow down than it actually is to run. You know, uh, faster or run a decent pace. It's right. harder to slow yourself down. It is. But you're supposed to be running for the later miles. So knowing what to do and applying it are two different things. For real. <laughs> I remember I hit the wall. I did it in 2017 when I did New York. I hit the wall at 14. I never forget. It was like, dude, what am I doing hitting the wall at mile 14? So that was kind of like me. Like I hit it at literally right at the 13 mile mark. And I was like, why do I feel so tired? And then we got that next tenth of a mile. We went up a little incline. And then like a maybe two miles later, we hit that Queensboro Bridge. And you're talking about lonely. Long and lonely. Quiet. I left my soul on that bridge. <laughs> that was, you know, I was, I was actually at that point looking forward to the quiet, thinking that I could calm myself down. Right, right. By then, I had just burned through everything. I think it was just because the the nerves Adrenaline. had built up. Right. I had been standing in the runner's village for a couple hours waiting to run. What color was your um, corral? I was in the uh, blue wave, and or the blue wave four corral C. Okay. So, even within the blue, I had to wait for three other waves to go. I know, I know how that go. I was in orange, I remember. And so that whole time I was there from the time I got off the bus to the time I got into the corral, I was standing up. Ooh. It's kind of a rookie mistake. Right. A lot of people bring things to lay down on okay. so you can kind of rest your legs. You'll know next time you do that one. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's a learning process. And what was the temperature like? That it was about 51 degrees. Oh, it was actually warm. perfect. It was wow, perfect. That was nice. It was perfect runner weather. Right. You could keep on something until uh, you were ready to run, or you could, there was no collection of things on the bridge. Some people still threw things off. Did a lot of? Did you see a lot of those Dunkin' Donut hats? Uh, no, I didn't see a lot of. I saw some bathrobes. <laughs> <laughs> they had bathrobes. Yeah, people used anything to, to Keep stay warm. warm. That's a good idea. While they were Excellent. waiting, like an old bathrobe. That is real good idea. Yeah, but I, I was just shocked. That is warm. Yeah, that's nice. That poncho, 
yeah. that they give you is off the chain, man. I wanted that more than, like, I want to say more than the metal, just as much as the metal. Right. Because that's, like, iconic, you know, you see all those, after the marathon, you see all those people, a sea of blue ponchos walking away. That's a sight. I right saw there. that picture you took. I was like, oh, snap, look at them ponchos. That's a heck of a sight to see walking down uh, Central Park Avenue. Just yeah. thousands of blue ponchos. I'll be wearing my poncho at different races, man. Yeah, I'm going to wear it when I volunteer <laughs> for a turkey trot. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, it, it was something else, though. I, it was probably the, the most fun I've had at a race. Usually I'm so zoned out trying to focus on finishing. Right. But after I realized, okay, Man, I felt exhausted. My cliff blocks didn't seem like they were taking. Right. Like, giving me any energy. It's like, I'm in New York City. It's like, there's some people that been trying to get into this race for Forever. 10 years Forever. and can't get in. I'm going to enjoy it. No doubt. Man. So I couldn't be upset with, with, with the time or not needing a time goal. Right. I was like, I'm about to party with these people. They playing music. Every borough's trying to outdo the last borough. <laughs> They're jumping around. They're calling folks by name because, you know, a lot of people have their name on their shirt. Right, right. Never seen anything like that. Yeah, that's epic, man. That's epic. Never seen anything like that. I mean, they have great crowd support at other races, but I think people go all out because it's a world major and it's New York. Right, right. They had translators, interpreters, uh, you know, when they would give the instructions in English about entering the corral, you heard it in it Spanish in too. A few different languages. Right. So in German, they do an excellent job of uh, just controlling everything, especially with fifty-five thousand runners. Like I didn't expect that. And then fifty-five thousand—that was more. It was fifty-three yeah. when I did it. It was a lot, a lot of people. Just the safety, security of it. Man, you ain't never seen that many police in your life, never, man. Never. I was taking, I was taking selfies with police officers. Yeah. They I, had long guns too, man. They was riding. I, I was, was like, yeah. oh snap! I saw rifles. that. I saw that. I was like, okay. I felt safe. You know what I mean? What What can you do? Yeah, New York is not playing, playing with no terrorists. No, this is a premier event, so. They were on it. Even even for me, I think within my New York Roadrunners account, there's a section where you can check off whether you want to be live tracked. And for some reason, mine was checked like I didn't want to be tracked, and I didn't know it. So the night before, I'm panicking because nobody can pull up my name. Oh. Nobody can find my information. Okay. I emailed NYRR the night before the race. They emailed me back. I didn't even expect the answer. That quick, they emailed me back and said, we went into your account and we reset it and it should show up tomorrow. Wow. And that before, was awesome. Yeah. Out of 55,000 people, yep. you got to answer back like, like that. Like that. So I was, I, that was impressive. Like, no wow. Doubt. No doubt. So the next day it did pop up. I'm glad because I was, I was watching you near the end. I think you was on mile like 20. You was coming down the side of... Uh, that park, the main park there. The Central Park. Central yeah. Park. You was way at the top of Central Park, and you was on that street, slowly coming down. <laughs> and I was looking at you. I said, "Man, he 
Yeah, he must be in pain right there. Mile yeah. 22, 23. <laughs> it was about 22, 23. Central Park seemed so long. <laughs> like, I remember reviewing the course on the map. It didn't seem that long. It was like, when is this going to end? You go around another little curve and it just be more. Even that last half mile of Central Park, oh, it smells so bad. <laughs> it's quintessential New York, man, but I mean, you got to embrace everything about it. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It was nice, though. And then my friend came down from Albany. I hadn't seen him in 22 years. Are you serious? Yeah, my Army buddy friend. So that was cool. You were stationed here. Yep. We were actually in Bosnia together. And uh, so that was cool. He came down. He parked outside of the city, took the train in, and came and saw me cross the finish line. So, man, that is awesome, man. Yeah. That is it, awesome. That was that was probably the best race I've been in, just enjoy, enjoying it-wise. Right. Not time-wise, but just mm-hmm. opening my eyes to everything, engaging with people with crowds that's the thing about this running that i really enjoy is that we're able to go to different venues like new york chicago all these other cities that we normally at the time wouldn't even be thinking about really going to yeah because most people are thinking about just going to work go home go to work they don't have a lot of people don't have a passion a passion like that can take you around the world take you around like so, I kind of got to scratch the surface of New York. Like, like now, I want to go back. I feel like I could navigate better on the subway and see some of the things. You know, the buildings are so tall. You can walk up on an iconic landmark and, and not, not even know that that it was it. And that's what happened to us with like the Empire State Building, Madison Square Garden. I walked up on. I was like, wow. Yeah, it's interesting doing that. First world major. That, that was a nice event. It was beautiful. It was it was interesting when when I did it. My son went with me. And he kept taking the subway. He followed a group of people and they kept going like a few miles ahead. And it was weird. Imagine you running and you well you keep seeing your 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 wife every so many um miles. <laughs> how they coming up again? What they doing? And they calling your name. That's how my son was doing. And I, that 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 made it so much fun, but I remember when I got to the end of the New York, man, I was in so much pain. <laughs> I remember going to the restroom, and I was just sitting in there for a long time, man, just like enjoying not walking. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to walk back to my hotel, so it was it was about it was two point seven miles extra. Yeah. From the time. What did your garment say when you got through? It said I had turned it off by then because my battery was down. That was another uh-huh. thing. I, I had, a, I've never had an issue with any of my electronics. My phone started dying early. It was on 100. My watch started dying. It was on 100. My, yeah, before I got to the library. Um, oh my what else? My GoPro. That was the first time. The battery died before the start. I only got footage of the uh, I saw you with the, the picture with it on. Yeah. So I was like, what is going on? Now, somebody told me the Garmin might act up because of a tall building. Right. And they New told York me York I mean, Chicago, I remember it acting up. Yeah, it does it in Chicago. And they told me kind of a hack for that is to set your watch to 
if you're not running by a feel, if you're not comfortable, you know, running your pace by feel, just set your watch to uh, to kind of go off. The heart. You know, heart rate like if you're running a nine minute mile, set it to go up every nine minutes, so you can kind of know. Okay. But uh, yeah, my Garmin was acting crazy. I tried to install an update right, right at the start of the race. <laughs> And I'm crossing a timing mat. It was doing an update. And I'm like, no. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to get my stats. No way. <laughs> that remind me when me and you did um, Marquette 50K, the first time I did that, and my watch went out on me. I was like, yeah. That's the craziest feeling. Well, mine went out at 28. It went hogs back. Man, so close. And it also. Uh, it kept, you know, because Marquette, some some areas are so slow, it doesn't register that you're moving forward because you're climbing up. So it kept pausing. And every time it paused, it's sucking more energy out. So I probably need that Phoenix right. 5S or something. That's what made me upgrade to the Phoenix. Yeah. So, but it, it was, I had to ignore all that and just roll with what I was getting. Roll with I the punches. Kept telling myself. Manage the day. Okay. Yeah, that's all you can do is manage the day. Whatever comes up, manage it. Don't don't let it get you too down. Right. Camera doesn't work. Okay. Tightened it up on my head. Made sure it wouldn't fall off. Can't get video that way. Don't worry about it. Phone started going dead. All right. I'm not gonna be listening to any music. <laughs> Man. I think I listened to music. From, did you have a little power song? Yeah, I did. I had a. Uh, it's like a little magnetic pouch that I was carrying my cliff blocks. Okay. And I had pickle juice shot oh, in my, oh, yeah, in my pocket. How many pickle juice did you have? I brought one. Ooh. I think I brought two. I actually drunk one right before the start. Okay. And then I saved one for when I felt like I was going to die cramp or something. <laughs> right. And I took that at mile 14. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then I still had the same energy level. So um, it just wasn't working. Like two weeks ago, it worked fine. But for some reason, it wasn't working. Okay. And I got so tired of clearing, carrying the cliff blocks right. that I took them out of my pocket and just put them on the side of the road and got rid of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know. You didn't try to down them real quick. I was just like, no, <laughs> I had had enough. I was chewing them, trying to do like... I think the package has about six of those gels and one serving is three. Okay. I was tired of carrying them. I didn't want to chew them anymore. I was I was at I think I got rid of them at about mile twenty. Mile twenty, like, gone. Forget it. It's like whatever this race is gonna be is gonna be. I'm gonna finish, but I'm not taking any more of these cliff cliff blocks. But yeah, it was it was definitely one thing that was cool was meeting a lot of runners from different sites that I've only known on the internet. Okay. Like, uh, prior to the race, they would put on the page, like the runner's page, will be between mile 19 and 20 on the left-hand side as you're running. So as I got tired and I looked up, I was like, I'm at mile 18. I know it's going to be somebody up here that I've only seen online. Right. And I met a lot of people like that. Oh, that was cool. Met a lot of people from BMR on the course. I would see them with the shirt. Right, and I, right. I'd run up to him. Like, I was in total enjoyment mode. I'd be like, BMR. Like, I'm BMR Detroit. Where are you from? 
Man, just talk to him, just enjoy. Oh, man, I met a I few it. people from Jersey. Man, I'm excited about that. That's good. that's good, man. Yeah. So it's like, whenever you find yourself in trouble, I just started engaging with people. That's good. That's, <laughs> you know, that's and good. That gave you a little bit more. A boost. Boost to keep going, man. Exactly. Especially when you didn't ran out of gas. And, and it takes your mind off what you're doing because I was tired. <laughs> Yeah, I was tired. No joke. So, which what's next on the um, chapter? What's the next chapter going well, on? The only thing I've signed up for right now, as of next year, is the Marine Corps Marathon. Oh man, I should do that with you. They when have, is that? It, that's the last week. It's usually after Freak Weekend. Okay. And they got a new thing for next year. It's a special thing. You know the the metal is going to be filled with black sand and you know you have to get in the marine corps there's several different ways you can get in through the lottery a lot of times when people sign up and they get in if they can sell their bib to you if they can't uh, participate okay you can do the 17.75k trail run and get an automatic entry if you complete that and that trail run happens in, I want to say, April Okay. in Virginia. And this new thing that I did is called the Semper Fi Challenge. And that's a, a historic half marathon in May. You get automatic entry into the Marine Corps Marathon in October. And you get extra swag if you complete both. And you get that medal that's filled with black sand, that coveted, I don't know what they call that, Marine Corps medal. Oh, seriously? So that's what I'm signed up for next so year so far. You're doing one before that then? In, yeah. in May? I'm doing a historic half marathon in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. And then the Marine Corps Marathon in October. Of course, you got to do the free. It's only, it's only fair. Yeah, I mean, it's your hometown run. So I'll do the international half of the free. And then I entered the lottery for Berlin and Chicago. So I'll find out if I get in those in December. Okay. Who knows, might be three world majors down by the end of next year. Wow, that would be epic. That's halfway. That'd be that's halfway to six. That's halfway. So I just gotta get stronger, leaner, keep doing what I'm doing. Keep doing what you're doing, it's all in the, in the diet now. Yeah, yep. This, this winter, I was going through this winter, so and change your whole body through the winter time. Yeah, and come out on, of course, I like to do Rock CF. I like that to be that That's first. That's my first one, I already, I'm already yeah. in. You in yet? That, I'm, I'm not in yet, but okay. as far as long races, right. that's always the first. That's a good race. See a lot of Century Club and a lot of, you know, everybody's Randy coming Troy. out of that winter hibernation mode. Yeah. <laughs> Testing to see if all the work they did over the winter. I'm looking. I'm looking so forward to that. Yep, has made a difference. That's usually a PR race. You, know, that, you oh, do yeah. all that running in the winter time, and That's and as long as the weather is pretty decent. Ooh, that you, most of the time I've done that one, man. It's been it's been cold, but for some 20s. reason I run faster when it's cold. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Cold and no heels. Yeah, that's true. That's what I like about running Rock CF. For all those that don't 
don't know in my listening audience, Rock CF is a half marathon. It's, it takes place on this island called Gross Eel, just south of um, Detroit, Michigan. And that particular race, you go one time around the island, and part of the race takes you onto an airfield, a naval airfield, and you run on the Termax a little. Then you come back and you finish off the race at like a junior high school, I believe it is. Yeah. But but that's one of the races that a lot of people in Michigan like to start start the year off with, and it starts like the first few weeks in March, like the twenty something of March. Yeah. And my goal for that, I'm trying to still trying to get the sub two half marathon. So that's my goal. Over the winter, work on getting stronger, leaner, faster, and then when that pops up, just try to do the sub two. That's it. Doing a little speed work. I've been I've been going with the group we run three one three on Tuesdays these last few Tuesdays, and each Tuesdays my two miler been going down and down. Okay. I mean, getting faster. I, I I've been doing sub eights now on my two mile. All right. So that's like I ain't seen them numbers in in a long time. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to I think go if you know it's a short distance just go all out. Like at the uh, freak, that competitive mile, I got an 818. Oh, that's like, good. I haven't seen that in a minute. Right, that's so real it, good. And that's, that's not even training for yeah. speed work. It gives you more confidence that you can go faster. So It really does, especially since you, you're just going on straight gut. You're going on endurance. Just, okay, just straight endurance. If, I can, if you can do 26.2, you can hit one mile hardcore, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can do anything for a mile. No, that's right. So next year, how about swimming? We gonna get you some swimming. I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta. You know what? I need the right teacher because I'm gonna be a hard student to learn swimming. Man, I swim like a cinder block. That's what I tell people. But if somebody is really good at it, I'm gonna find the right person because I, I gotta get into. Like, I really want to try it. Well, I just want to learn to learn. It's always been kind of an Achilles heel, like the swimming. I I need a good swimming teacher in the metro area of Detroit. L. Jordan wants to learn how to swim so he can start doing his triathlons. It's time for him to go into the triathlon venue. So one of you out there that's listening that teaches swimming real good, I need for you to contact me and hook up. Break it down to its most basic element and start at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, complete novice. Get the space in the water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm a sponge, man, at this point. Like, if you got something you can teach me as far as swimming, I want to soak it up so I can get into doing uh, doing those half Ironmans, watching, watching Lusari. <laughs> Do all these crazy events all over the place. I am so looking forward to next year's Steelhead. And what month is that in? June the 28th. Okay. 2020. I'm going to get, like, I'm currently looking at to get a trainer. This, this is where, now we're, we're doing this interview at my house, so I'm, I'm pointing to 
my little man cave area. Okay. <laughs> you gonna get a trainer? I'm gonna get trainer a trainer for my my bike, and, and I'll be uh, getting some miles on my bike over the winter time too. Oh, that'll be awesome. It'd be nice coming out the winter time, being able to do 20, 30 miles off rip, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to lose any progress that I made this year. Right. You know, this was my first year cycling. And it's going to be even stronger next year. A lot of the guys that I'm riding with, they're at five and 6,000 miles already. You know, this is my first year. I think I'm, I hit 1,200. So I, you know, I got a long ways to go. But... According to them, I'm doing pretty good as far as how I can mash the pedals speed-wise and keeping up. Yeah. So, The essence of that, what I learned, is that because it's awesome being a runner first before you're a cyclist because our endurance level is already up there. We just got to train them different muscles. Yeah, I notice that too. Like Sometimes when they get tired, it's like I'm getting better. And I'm <laughs> so in that way, I'm glad that I, I started the running first because the running is usually what's most difficult for people who are into uh, duathlons or triathlons. Yes, they love the bike, they love the, the running. They're, they're cyclists that learn how to run, <laughs> and then the running part sucks for them. So, I'm kind of fortunate in that way. Oh, big time to take to running first. That was the most fulfilling thing is watching a bunch of cyclists pass me on the cycle part but then coming back and catching up with like 30 of them in the running part exactly you know? and since the swimming is that last thing that i have to get i want to try to be good at you know the running and the cycling right what's nice though is that swimming is first you get through with that get out of the way. under the first hour, and you're like, okay, we good now. Yeah. Get on the bike. Let's go. Let's go do this. I know. At one point during the New York marathon, I was thinking, wow, people do triathlons. This, I'm second winning at 13. <laughs> what if I had a, a was it 2.4 mile swim, and then a 112 mile bike before this? I got some work to do. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. So it's like you're doing something, but you still, I'm dreaming while I'm doing it. Right, right. I'm, I'm thinking of. You're great. always comparing to the next level. Yeah, I'm thinking of greater. Like, I call it chasing first, chasing first times. Like, okay. You know, oh, chasing I, I, first. I try to give myself something I haven't done before, or a distance I haven't done before, or a place I haven't ran before. Right. A few things a year and just uh, go for it. That's it, man. Because. It keeps life fresh. Yeah, keeps it interesting, definitely. It's like when I decided to do that first 50K, and then the next year you jumped on and yeah. said, hey, I'm doing one. That was yeah. that was my, my first thing for that year. I was like, it looks so fun. And I was looking at your, your post and the videos, and I was like, wow. I like running. I like hiking. I can kind of combine the two. That's it's it. Like, I want to try it. And then this year it was, I thought I was going to get four marathons actually this year. Oh, which one did you and miss out on? Which one was, was it? About? I think Berlin, but I didn't okay. get in. Okay. So okay. Berlin or Chicago, I didn't get in either one of those. So I ended up with three. Man, you was going to be one week after week after week, huh? Yeah, it was, 
it's one of those things I figured the thing about the marathons are the training you know it's long so in my 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 logic runner's logic or maybe crazy person logic I figured if you're trained for one you're trained for two <laughs> if you're trained for two you're trained for three as long as you get the taper in between each one right right and you don't overdo recovery. it recovery yeah the recovery and then go into another taper week and you don't overdo it because right. you know it takes a while to get up to that point where you're trained for one just gotta recover that muscle right? exactly that's what I'm thinking because next this weekend I have Indianapolis Monumental and then two weeks later I got Philadelphia Moose. See, exactly. So you're doing this pretty much the same thing that I did. I'm gonna spend them two weeks re recuperating. Yeah, and and I didn't overdo it in between each one. I made sure I recuperated, I kept it to low miles. Uh, I had actually I made sure I ate like leafy green dense you know, vegetables and I had actually uh, a week prior I even stopped eating meat. Seriously? Yeah, but wow. I went to New York. That that went out the window in New York. <laughs> that went out the window in New York. I enjoyed myself. You ate one of them nice New York burgers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a process, man, just trying to get all three, like trying to get the training, the nutrition, the rest. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, always something you can improve on. It's a system. It's a system. But like you said, if you man, you can manage it. Yeah. Because most of it, see, one thing about you, you remind me of myself, is it's just a mind thing. If you see yourself can do it, then it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. You're gonna get to the finish line, even if it's if it's a painful finish, you yeah. still know you're gonna make it. And I don't I don't know what got into me. It was a little scary thinking. Okay, three marathons. In 21 days, what am I doing? Man. But that was that was the, the challenge of it. That right, was the right. draw. So I said, well, let me do one and see how I feel. And right after I did that one, Minnesota sucked for me. I don't know. I can't. I think I wore the wrong shoes. Those shoes were horrible. Oh yeah. The bottom of my feet were hurting. I was like, the next day, never make a decision the next day after the marathon because I was like, I'm just gonna downgrade the to the hat okay okay and then I, I was like well no I, I don't want to make a decision while I why you in pain yeah <laughs> so and all you runners out there know it's something about after a marathon a lot of people say hey I ain't never doing this again as soon yeah. as that pain goes away it's like you start thinking I could have did better and if you're competitive even with yourself you can't walk away from knowing that you could have done better. Like that's that's my issue. I right, can't walk. Right. I know I can run run it better. So I keep coming back. I have a metal hanger that says one and done. I was only supposed <laughs> to do one marathon. You and know what? That's the trick. That's a trick nobody knows about. Everybody yeah. who says they do it one I, I said that about the Half Iron Man. Yeah. I said, oh, if I get through with this, I ain't ever doing this. I don't have to do it, but you know places where you can hone your skills and get better and get stronger and be smarter. And for me, the the marathon is completely strategic. It's yeah, 
It, it's not even whatever pace you run. It doesn't like matter chess. whether you run an eight minute mile or a thirteen minute mile. You have to figure out the pace that you should be running for the distance, and you have to stick to that game plan. And I know when I do that, I can run the race that I want to race. And when I when I veer off from that is when I get myself in trouble. That's because at the beginning we feel so good that we're not realizing. You feel good now, but it's going to slowly yeah. taper that good feeling. Just because you can run. Like I can run, uh, I think my fastest pace so far for a half marathon has been like in the nines. Just because I can run in the nines doesn't mean I should run in the nines if I'm doing a marathon. I should start. Take uh, it back a minute. Yeah, exactly. So that that's my struggle. And then with New York, you're standing around waiting. You tend to get in your head, like, how am I going to approach this? Don't. Stick <laughs> get with it. the game plan. Stick with your game plan. Don't get in your head. Don't change it up at the last minute. Listen to what other people say who've ran it before you. Right. Because I was rolling real good, and I was like, well, I'm rolling real good. And for instance, at the halfway mark, I was at 221. Right? Okay. The halfway mark in the free throw, I was at 220, and I ended up getting five hours flat. And I could have ran that better, but I felt so good at the free. And this one, I got, I finished... Uh, even though those two halfway points were similar in time, right. I paced myself differently for the free. Okay. It was more consistent. They were within seconds. Each mile was within seconds. And you was watching it too. Yeah, everything. Make sure that I wasn't going too fast. This one, I started off too fast and then I kind of trended down gradually. When you came off that first bridge because when you, at the start line you're looking straight up which is weirdest yeah. thing ever yeah and you like Man. start off with a hill you start off with the hill but when you get up that hill when you coming down that slow adrenaline down. slow down yeah that adrenaline will hit you and jack you up run for the later miles that's, that's the hardest thing to do because it's going to take you what a couple hours to get to those miles yeah yep So for me, it's like mastering my mind. Controlling <laughs> your mind. <laughs> Having your mind control your body. That's what it's yeah. about. Because your body want to go, 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 and your mind exactly. has to say, no, not yet. And I was in uh, the 11 o'clock start. So you know people have been, you, you're hearing that cannon in the runner's village where they're releasing people. And right. It's like, okay, people have started before me, and they're, Probably halfway done, and you just want to get out done. there and go. Yeah, so you got to control your thoughts. For me, that's that's the number one thing for me. I, I literally, I was telling my wife today, like, I literally want to go run another marathon in a couple weeks because I know I could have did it better. Oh wow! I'm not gonna do it because <laughs> I'm not that crazy, but I know I could have ran it better. It's really open. Like, I know I could have ran it better. Oh yeah. Like, I know it. I knew what to do, and I didn't do it. I went against my, my best interest, and I know, you know, I was happy to finish, but I know I could have ran it better. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be, you already itching for another full. That one and done has turned into four marathons now and 250Ks. Wow. 
and 250k. Yeah. And itching for a 50 miler. Yeah, and Steve <laughs> put that in my hands, and I'm like, Steve I'm, put the 50 miler in your yeah, head. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Well, after doing the 35 miler this year, I, I can see doing the 50. I think I could. I was thinking 100k, and he okay. said 50. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, why not? <laughs> you know, go from glory to glory. You don't have to skip the glory. <laughs> and my first race was a half marathon, so. And I did the 50K before any road marathon. Right. So, I don't know, those are first times for me. Those were, that was some epic first times for you. Because I, I was tripping on that. I said, man, my man about to do a that was the 50K first. before he do the marathon. That was the first trail race I had ever done. Man, that was a great, great learning curve. Yeah, it was. That I'm planning on signing up for that again too this year. Okay, that's that's um Black um, Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yep, that's one of my goals. It'll be two years from the first time I tried, and I want to see. You want to go beat that what time? I can do. Yeah, I yeah. want to focus on hydration and fueling. That's key. And getting my leg, my quad, my leg stronger, and see how much time I can cut off of that in my trip. Oh, I want to do that too. I'm, I'm, I would like to do that and then go over to the Woodstock and do the Woodstock 50. Yeah, That's what I noticed some of them did yeah. up there. They what are they, about a month thing. apart, I think? Yeah, it's about a month apart. And basically, it was a training run for Woodstock. Oh, okay. You wow. see, 30 miles and then go back a couple months and do 50 miles at Woodstock. I'm definitely going to sign up for Marquette because it goes fast. But right. then a few weeks after that, I find out about Berlin and Chicago. So that'll dictate, that'll dictate whether or not your future. Yeah, the Woodstock thing. You got all these irons in the fire. I can't. We, know? we need it. We need more bodies. I was telling somebody that this year. I said, you know what? I need a few more Lucia. Yeah, and the races open up so quicker and quicker because they they're trying to get that dollar. Man. You know so. People are filling out the race calendars for 2020 already. <laughs> so much out there. Cause I, it, it's some races like I want to do that Marine race that you're talking about. Yeah. I also want to do that Grandma's race. I want to do that Big Sur. Awesome. Yeah, I saw that. You know, I saw this. It's some races. I. It's like I my my brain is like. I want to do it all together that in one year, but you yeah. know, we got plenty of time I'm to, spread to spread it out. out over I try lifetime. to pick like two or three goals. So I've been wanting to do that Marine Corps one uh, for a couple years now. Yeah, I, I've been um, excited about doing that. That's the one that Sean um, has done. Okay. Sean did that, and did um, Kyle did that too? Did the Marine Corps yeah, one. Did he do that one? I think he might have did. Vegas and Kentucky. I'm not sure. I know Sean Smith did the Marine Corps out there. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta beat Oprah's time, man. Oh, what's Oprah's That's time? That's the one she did. I think 429.15. Okay. She got a 430. Yeah. Sub 430. That's good. They've had presidents run that race before. Oh. I think George Bush ran it. Seriously? Yeah. So that's a big race, too. I think they have over 50,000. And they have a 50K option. A road 50k. Well, that'd be a lot smoother. That's what I was thinking. That's just like when I, um, Cape Town 35 was a road race. Yeah. 
but a real hilly one. Yeah, I'm not sure about the elevation on it. Yeah. But at least you don't have to worry about the rocks and roots and tripping over that. But they do have a 50k option for a Marine Corps. Yeah, that's doable. It does see here. I mean, you can do that under seven hours, you know, after 50k. Yeah, and if it's on the road, it should be a lot faster than. Uh, oh, it's gonna be way faster yeah, than Marquette. Than uh, yeah. So, those are my goals for uh, definitely signing up for Marquette. I got that Marine Corps Historic Half and the Marine Corps Marathon. I'll find out about Chicago and Berlin, and then I know the guys are talking about that Ragnar in April. So we'll see what happens with that. Yes. That's in, I think, Georgia? That's gonna be Atlanta, Georgia, Ragnar. It's gonna be um, 20, what's that, 2020, it's going down. It's a relationship with Ragnar and, and Black Men Run. And I've been asked to be an ambassador because of my experience in the Ragnar this year. I did the trail Ragnar in Kentucky, which was a last minute one. Julie Barnes-Mauer was looking for somebody else to join in because two people weren't able to do it. And that, that particular team needed two people. So I jumped on board. It was already paid for. So might as well roll with the punches. Yeah. I like light punches. <laughs> but that was interesting. That's the first time my Garmin gave me a badge for working and uh, running in the middle of the night. Oh, what? Yeah, if you run like in the middle of the night, it'll give you a badge. I've never done, you never done that like one o'clock in the morning? No, so you had you had all your the headlight spotlight? Had the headlight, twisted my ankle on that. Yeah. I've still been feeling a little Rembrandt in my leg from that one. And I get to the a station. It was it was two other people in there that had twisted their ankle. Yeah, that's. But I I should have I wore the wrong shoes. I I, I should have put on my trail running shoes. You know you know my trail boots. Yeah. It's a challenge running on the trail, and I can't imagine running in the dark or doing one of those one hundred milers where you're getting sleepy. And I already trip so many times. They got my full respect when they out there for 24 hours yeah, like that. Getting delirious and yeah. Hallucinations. Hallucinations. You, ne you never say nothing. You don't know how far you're gonna go with something, but I, I don't know, I think. Pushing it to 50. Never say never. You never know a hundred miler. Well, after you do, I think after you do 62, if you do that 100K, knowing you, you start reaching. You start, you're going to want to reach. Once you reach a certain peg on the closer to another peg, and you just you keep reaching. Exactly. So, who knows? I'm just trying to. Trying to have fun, trying to stay alive, stay healthy, keep moving, and just, 
I don't know, enjoy myself. It's rare that you find something, especially later on in life, that you enjoy to the point where you can let it take you around the world and create memories. So. And you know what, L? That's the that's the thing I'm looking at. You know, I've spent a lot of finances doing what what I love to do. Somebody always told me that this is your hobby. You're supposed to spend money in your hobbies because this is the things that really make life worth living. You know, if it wasn't for us doing, I couldn't imagine now going back in time and just going to work, come home, watching TV, sitting sitting around, waiting for the next day to come by and just going back to work and all my money was just spending it on a bunch of um, nice nice cars and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, man, it's people that don't do what me and you do don't really understand how we're not just, we're not just uh, alive, we're living. We're yeah. really living our lives. It's, it's a blessing, man, especially you find it later in life because I never thought I was going to be a runner, you know, Running in the military was used as a punishment. <laughs> so running to me was like, why would I do that on my own? <laughs> you know? Pain. <laughs> but I knew that was what I used to do when I shed it weight and I got in better shape. So I went back to that. And then along the way, you create a social circle. And then you start seeing yourself get a little better. And, and, and then you do these races and you get to travel. and get to meet different people and it became you know something that you really love to do you see know how many people you've met because of your running it's crazy and it's only been like a few years it's it's crazy like my page on social media is all runners (laughs) and cyclists yeah i got some bass players on there too because i was trying to teach myself the bass at one point oh okay okay <laughs> but yeah, musicians runners and yeah, it's, it's it's insane but everybody's supportive and that was one of the man i've never seen the support like this weekend usually people are supportive but it was crazy how many people were tracking me or sending me messages hey i'm tracking you or is your, when's your name gonna pop up? I can't find your name. So that was so cool. Or sending me text messages. They would, and, while you was running, were they sending you that? Yeah, I would get it. I was like, they know I'm running. <laughs> I don't be doing that. <laughs> hey, listen here. <laughs> Audience, when a person is running and they got their cell phone, usually we got our cell phone sometimes because we out, out the state and we want to be able to contact our significant or other or something like that once we get through so we can find our way. Don't, don't be texting us. <laughs> and please don't be calling you us. You keep getting that beep. And it's like, you're ignoring <laughs> it. And I'm like, I know everybody knows that I'm out here running. Like, <laughs> and especially if you're listening to some music or something, you know, it, it, it'll cut your music down. You're like, who is this? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, you, you had your music playing in the middle? Only, only for four miles. And when I got in trouble, and then I realized my phone was dying, I was like, let me cut this off, because I, I got to have, you know, if it's not on Strava, I don't care if New York Road Runners Association has my time. I need my stats. 
Like so, so I killed all electronic things that would drain my phone because I was less than ten percent when I finished. Oh my goodness, you was blessed. It wasn't yeah. a few more miles. Huh? I, man, a 50k would have turned it off. I probably would have ran a little slower had I had I had some power on my phone. But I was trying to get in before my phone went went dead. I didn't want another Marquette <laughs> situation. I only got 28 miles recorded from Marquette. Man, I had to go back in and edit that bad boy. <laughs> I didn't touch it because I was like, man, I wanted the full thing and the, and the elevation to see what I actually did. But yeah, yeah I, don't I, worry, you you have it this this coming year. Yeah, you you upgrading your phone, your watch. I mean. Yeah, check. Double check, triple check, anything you're recording. I'm I'm still getting used to the GoPro camera, so if I volunteer for the turkey trot, I'll bring it out and try to get all my friends coming across the uh, finish line and nice. uh, practice with the camera, get some good footage that way. I'm a volunteer for the turkey trot every year. Yeah. I'm usually on the corner of Washington and Fort Street, making sure everybody turn. Turn right, turn right. But other than that, it was it was beautiful, man. That was a beautiful weekend. It's good, man. That's real good. I'm, I was so geeked for you. I said, man, he did it. He's a, he's a New Yorker now. He couldn't, got the New York. Couldn't believe it. On the way back to the hotel, you just getting people just. You ran a marathon. Oh, oh yeah. Or people. Oh yeah, the marathon was this week. Congratulations. Everybody's just. Patting you on the back and showing you love. It's no other feeling like it in the world. Man, New York got a lot of love. I tell you that, man. Yeah. Think looking back in hindsight, I remember being on the um, subway on my way to the to the ferry, and people just I had my you know you had your bid number on you know I was ready had my bid number my little stuff with me. It's like, are you about to do the marathon? Yeah. Oh, good, good, oh, good. Oh, wow, man, good luck, good luck. And, and out of all the world major marathons, this is the one I wanted to do most. People say bucket list. I don't really call it that. This is where I wanted to do the most, this one. Like, I was captivated by New York when I was younger. I thought I was going to end up living there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a dream. That's why I got the little... See a little red beret up there? My sister got it as a joke. Remember back in the day? Oh, yeah. They had a guardian angel. The guardian angel. angel. Yeah, back I thought I was going to move to New York. <laughs> you was going to be a guardian angel. guardian angel. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember that, so man. She, she went and bought me a beret, like trying to be funny for my birthday this year. Oh, man. she knew I was running in New York. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was like, oh, I should take it with me. Bad, that is crazy. Yeah, that that was a beautiful run. It was a beautiful place. You know, it's it's different, but it's supposed to be different. That's the whole point of traveling. You know, it's densely packed. A lot of people. Spaces at a premium. (laughs) Right. They they say Boston is is on that same level. Yeah. When when you go to the Boston Marathon, that's why. I'm gonna spend the next few couple of years working on speed and losing weight. Now that I've seen my two miler at at a sub eight, I'm gonna start working on speed, bringing that each yeah. mile, be able to do three miles sub eight, four miles, you know, bring that up. Yeah, I know it's possible. I with the hard work, you know, you I'll never say never. 
I say, uh, you know, I see some people getting in as a charity thing, and that's cool. Whatever way you can do it. Get in where you fit I in. Would, I would do it. But um, I'm never going to say I, I wouldn't uh, have that as a goal. I want all six. I'm with you so with that. In order to get I'm with it, you, you got to say it. You got to believe it. You got to believe it and watch it manifest. It. And then, yeah, and then work toward it. So that's where I'm at with it. Because New York, Chicago. What's the other four? Berlin. Berlin, Japan, right? Uh, Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo, Japan. And London. And London. Yep. So, gotta go for it, man. Mm-hmm. Trying to change my life. London would be a nice one. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's another one that says it's hard to get into by a lottery. Yeah, I watched some friends get in that one this year. Run that one. I was tracking uh, Reggie Thomas, one of the, one of our um, ultra friends, running that. He did. He knocked that out the box. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. Some. I got a good feeling about this Berlin and Chicago. We find out in December. I just got a good feeling for some reason. Good. And I know Brian deferred his, so he's going to be doing uh, Chicago next year. Okay. A few other people might enter. Kyle did Chicago this year. Kyle, and, Kyle was on a rampage, man. Kyle ain't playing, do he? No, and Edmund did uh, Chicago this year. So, like, you got BMR Detroit people doing, getting world majors. Like, we went from... Five Ks, ten Ks. Yeah, to almost having no presence to international group. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. International. And then uh, Edmund did the Spartan thing. You did the two oceans and the fifty K, and then turned around and did a half Ironman. And then I did September was the scariest one of my life. To go and do a half marathon and on the way there, switch over to the full. Okay. Yeah. That was mentally, people just don't know my, what I was going through. Yeah, but you had you had. Some I had good some man. You know what? The people that you, you had. Could do that. Yeah. You could do it. That's what that's what made me do it. I had. They, they wouldn't let you do something they didn't think you would do if you were gonna <laughs> hurt yourself. Uh, <laughs> man, I don't know about that. <laughs> They were like, you can do it. <laughs> they was like, you can do it, Lou. You can do it. And then Michelle, oh, Michelle said, do it. Just do it. <laughs> I said, all right, come on. Let's go sign up. You know what? I wasn't going to sign up for that. But there, there's usually a fee to go from a half marathon to a full marathon. Yeah. And there wasn't no fee. That was the crazy part. You just switch bibs and they put it in the computer. Okay. I guess because the the Haven Highland Marathon was, you know, only a few hundred people, they they could do that, no problem. But I was like, man, I was hoping they're gonna charge me. I say, oh no, I can't do it. Now, would you ever go back to New York and do New York? Oh yeah, I would do. I would go back. I would do New York, man. New York was the was was was. I ain't gonna even lie. Straight up and down, New York was the best one I did. I would go back to volunteer or even. Oh, just to be in that energy. Yeah. Or yeah. even uh, that's how good it was. Or even like if another one of our guys got in, 
I would go back with him just to help him navigate right. it a little bit better, you know? Right, right. Like, it was that cool. It was. Maybe take, take, take some of that, that, that pressure you're feeling about getting around and getting everything done. I would go back to navigate. Because my wife, she acts as, like, my, you know, my the guide or whatever. Your manager? Yeah, basically. <laughs> And that was kind of cool, you know. I didn't have to think of everything or, or worry about forgetting everything. That's real good, man. That experience you have from doing it once is invaluable, and you're not as. Uh, I can imagine if I was to go back, I wouldn't be as nervous or worried. I know you got experience now. Yeah, you got your feet wet. Exactly, like I know what to expect. And I can focus in on what I'm doing more. Yeah, it's kind of weird when you don't know what you're going into next. No. You just like, okay. Just following people. <laughs> you know, you just following the crowd. You yeah. like, okay, these are all runners. Let me follow them. See where, where we going. So if anybody gets in, you need a crew chief, I'm willing to go back, man. Even just to be in that environment, that was incredible. That was, it was, in, that was crazy. That was, that was a that was one of the weekends when I woke up back in Detroit. When I got back to in Detroit, it felt like it was a dream. I still feel like I'm dreaming. I didn't sleep the night before. It was kind of noisy outside. I was like, this really is the city that never sleeps. For right? real, they up all night. So by the time I fell asleep, I was in a deep sleep and had overslept. Like it was like a quarter after six, and I was supposed to be at the library for the buses at seven. And she was like, hey, aren't you supposed to be up? And I woke up in a panic. So I didn't sleep good that night. And then, uh, you know, getting up at 3.30 in the morning, and no, after the run, which was yesterday, I think I went to bed maybe 12.30 or 1. I had to get up at 3.30 to get to the airport. Wow. I slept on the plane. We had two flights. One went to D.C., from New York and then from DC here. I was knocked out both one and a half hour flights and then we had a, about an hour, hour and a half layover in right. between. I was knocked out for that. My phone went dead. That's when I, <laughs> I didn't even see your message until right. I got here and plugged my phone in. And then it finally I figured that came on. I kind of figured, I said, he doing something. I thought, you, I didn't know if you was at work. I said, he probably, did something crazy, like ran the marathon, got on the plane, yeah. went to work the next so I, day. I feel like I've been up for two days. I'm going to sleep good today. <laughs> so, but it still feels kind of surreal. When you go back to work? Uh, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. At least you got till tomorrow. Yeah. That's good. Good thing about not going for a time, I don't really feel like I'm sore, but I don't feel like not sore like I really went hard in that okay. second half, so... Right. I'll be all right. Like you said, you good for another marathon in a couple weeks. <laughs> you trade for one. <laughs> he can do two. Maybe three. The training is long. You know? Well, we've been keeping it moving all year, doing something. Stay half marathon ready, and you don't have to crank it up as much. If you go below that, then you got to... You know, you feel like you got to crank Ooh. it up. 
I mean, at least always half marathon ready. Yeah. I've never been. I couldn't imagine saying I'm 10K, 5K ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stay half marathon ready at all times. I got a good 10 miles in this weekend. So, Twin Cities and the Free back to this long runs for New York. Right. Really? Right. That was long runs for New York. I learned so much between Twin Cities Marathon and the Free. And that's why I think I ran better. I just didn't follow the same plan uh, right. for New York. So I just enjoyed it. That's because you got caught up. Yeah. I got caught up in the crowd. You can fight it, man. But that energy in Brooklyn, I can't even explain Dude, what that was what? like. If you're a young runner, you really don't understand. They're coming out into the streets like, man. They're right on top of you. And they just geeking you up. I, I was imagining while I was running, this has got to be what it feels like to be in the Olympics, dude. Like That's it. When we were in the runner's village and you got to walk through security, nobody can come down there but people who are participating or working it. Yeah, right. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I tell you what, if you came on a Friday, the Friday before the race, they have a parade. Yeah, I was telling you about that. Yeah. Man, I felt like I was in the Olympics with the American flag. I, that's another thing I would do. I would definitely not just go the day before. I need at least three or four days there to kind of get my feet wet. Uh, check out the city a little bit. Check out the different events because they have events going all week. Right. They had that, the Abbott 5K dash on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Parade of Nations on Friday. Oh, man. It's just a week of the marathon week. Yeah, because all week I was seeing people, hey, I'm at, I'm at Heathrow. I'm headed to them. I'm like, wow. They got people going on Monday and Tuesday. It's no joke, man. I'm pulling in on Friday <laughs> or Saturday. You late, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing everything. So, yeah. You got to go back. Yeah. That's Especially definitely. with the experience you got, you can kind of enjoy it more and not be so worried about getting from point A to point B. Exactly. So that's what I would do again. I would I would do it again. I don't know about next year, but after, after next year, I'll think about doing it again. Yeah. Well, thanks, man, for allowing me to be able to interview you and hear about your epic year that you've been having, man. It's been an epic end of the year. These last last quarter of 2019 is interesting. Yes, yes it is. I appreciate, appreciate everybody's support. And just from Century Club to Black Man Run to Stone Steppers, the BGR fam, I saw so many people. Wow. Everybody is just supportive. So I appreciate it. Whatever level you're at, just push yourself, enjoy yourself. Sometimes it's not always about a time. I enjoyed myself more than any race this weekend that I've been in. So, on that note, to all my listening audience, these races aren't just to get from point A to point B, but enjoy the journey, everyone. Enjoy the journey. This is Lucia Boyd, and this is Running the Dream, the podcast. And I want to tell you all that God loves you, and I do too.